Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. We've been talking about rhythms, rhythms of renewal, rhythms how they lead our life, rhythms are how we move forward in life, rhythms are how we do so many things. Um, Rhythms can become ruts for sure, but rhythms are also things and ways and means that we help to set and change things in our life. I've been uh, trying to change the rhythm of my my diet. It's not working as well as I hoped it would. Um, But I'm trying because I want a different result than what I have right now uh, and how I feel. And so a couple of weeks ago, I started uh, walking uh, again. And you might say, well, that's good for you, Craig. But in my 40th year, I had a goal of a half marathon in my 40th year, which was a while ago now. But... For various reasons, it didn't happen. And finally, in my uh, in 2013, I I remember pulling over to the side of the road, and I registered for Tough Mudder with my phone, and I registered for the Surrey Half Marathon on the same day. And I knew I had to put money towards it, or I would never do it. I had to invest something before I was ready so that I would get ready. Because that's just, sometimes, there's some of you in the room who are just like that. You say, yes, yes, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Anybody else in the room or online say, you had a great intention, but not much reality. Yes, I see you. But I, anyway, when it kind, finally came time after, uh, after months of training, I joined with other people, and it was terrible. I hated it when it first started. Not the people. I like the people, (laughs) if you're listening. But it was really challenging. I could hardly run. I could hardly walk. And I remember thinking, what am I doing? What have I done? And over time, it got better and better and and little by little. And I can remember when I was uh, in preparation about three weeks out, I ran my first time. I ran 20 kilometers or more. And I was so pumped, so excited for it. I'm like, I can do this. And then finally race day came. I had to be, I was really nervous about it. And then this other guy went running past me. We're in a, I was like, we're in a half marathon. And in fact, he passed me again because he ran the marathon as fast as I ran the half marathon. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he was a guy from Kenya who was like getting some points for the Boston Marathon. And he was running. Uh, then anyway, about, I was doing, I was following the race bunny. It was a guy with bunny ears on and it had two hour pace on the back of him. And I just kept my eye on that. But about two and a half, three kilometers from the end, I, I tweaked something in my foot and suddenly it just hurt and I could only kind of limp and jog, but I was going to make it. And I kept going and I kept going and I can remember there's the finish line and I had a shot of adrenaline. I ran and ca- crossed the finish line 30 seconds ahead of my goal of uh, two hours. And I was like, so good. And then as soon as the adrenaline wore off, my foot was hurt so bad. And I finally went to the doctor. He said, you pulled a tendon in it or a, some kind of a muscle that's on the side of my foot. And he said, you need to basically only just walk, keep it very, very carefully for the next six to eight weeks. And so that's what I did. I didn't run. I didn't do any of that. I just uh, changed my whole rhythm. My rhythm changed. My eating changed. And on top of that, my cardio strength got, went away. And so I, by the time I finally got back to running, it was about January. Uh, and 
starting running again in January is not fun. I mean, we're not Alberta or we're not Princeton where it's snowing every day, but it gets cold and it gets rainy and it's terribly not fun at all. And so I went, tried to go a couple of times and I was like, I'm not going. It's, and, and all that months of work was gone in a moment because my rhythms changed. Suddenly I had an excuse all the time. My cardio is not good. It's too cold. It's too rainy. You know, it's slippery out. The dog doesn't want to go the whole run. Uh, I'm busy with something else. Uh, I've got to pray. I think I need to pray right now. And over time, my apathy overcame what was once a passion. My apathy overcame what was once a passion. I didn't intend it to happen. I thought I'd keep running and running. In fact, I had the goal of running two uh, a year, two half marathons a year, because I'm, I'm a person who needs goals to get anywhere in life. I've got, I've got to be going after something if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna do it. And all my rhythms were gone. My, my everything was up, uprooted, and suddenly uh, I was no longer doing what I had always and thought I would do and would would continue to do. What once had become a passion was now only a pain. What was uh, once important to me was suddenly a bother. And despite my intention to run new races and race again, suddenly I was not only not running races, I was not running, I was scarcely walking. And all that I intended to do was gone. And as I've reflected over this past five or six months, never in my lifetime have I seen the rhythms of life be disrupted in so great a way. And we don't have to go into it. We're all well aware of it. Every specter of, or sphere of life has been uh, interrupted. And as well as that, our spiritual rhythms have been interrupted. Our spiritual rhythms of gather, our spiritual rhythms of grow, our spiritual rhythms of, of praying together in, in the same room, our spiritual rhythms of, of being able to serve on a team and be a part of a group, personal rhythm. And then there's the personal rhythms of, that are kind of messed up around prayer and reading and, and personal worship and discipline because everything is just kind of all in an uproar. And, and so it's no secret as well that the world around us is going crazy. Anybody else see it? It's going crazy out there. And 24-hour news, we see it again and again. And we have craziness and division and racial tensions and brutality and financial challenges and conspiracies and business troubles and financial trouble and isolationism and so many things. And in this challenging season, some of you have continued to grow. Some of you have grabbed a hold of the challenge that we threw out at the beginning to grow forward in it. And some of you might have started well and now find yourself of, I'm not so sure anymore. And over the last while, you know when you've noticed maybe you or maybe just the person beside you, you've noticed perhaps that your hunger level has waned a little bit, that your, uh, your faith level has kind of gone down a little bit like that. And I'm concerned a little bit about this. And I've been thinking about it and meditating. Shand and I have been talking about it, asking ourselves questions, maybe questions that you might need to reflect on as well as we. Am I more apathetic on the call and purpose of God now than I was five months ago? Is my relationship with God growing or going stagnant? Do I love my church more than ever? Just have I been hearing what God is speaking? How's my prayer life? How's my Bible uh, time in my Bible? Am I loving my neighbors better than I ever have? Do I know my neighbors' names? Where am I serving? Maybe my relationship's in a spot where I'm just like, I don't even care anymore. Or my, my mental health is just like so frustratingly uh, limited. Hi, Ellie. 
I'm a, this is me. I, do you want to, I thought she was going to come show me something. It's all right. There's Ellie off the screen, off the camera. It's all right. Or maybe you found yourself negative where you found yourself speaking and thinking in a way that's pessimistic about the call of God on you. It's pessimistic about the church that is around you. It's pessimistic about the leaders that are over you. And you find yourself just kind of in the blah stage, the apathy stage. And the rhythms of renewal are needed because this is not going to go on forever. And I don't want to be wasting my time waiting for something to change, waiting for my spouse to change, waiting for my financial situation to change, hoping that we'll get back to normal and then I'll get back to normal and because all that's happening in this season is preparing you for the next season and how you prepare, and you've heard me say this, how you prepare in one season determines how you go into the next season. Are we going to be ready? Because as we talked about this morning, we're going to be sending people out, we're going to continue to reach into our city, we're going to continue to help people and we need to be ready for what God has for us in the next season. But I am finding and sensing and talking with other pastors in other places um, that there is a malaise that is because they've just been waiting, waiting, waiting. And we are in good company where the rhythms of renewal are needed. Even the disciples felt like this. In Luke chapter 5, Jesus uh, had just finished some preaching and speaking and and he says to his disciples in Luke 5 and verse 4, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out, somebody say, launch out, launch out. into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, somebody say nevertheless. That means no matter what, but despite all that, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. When Jesus says, launch out into the deep, let down your net, he encounters some apathy. He encounters some, hey, I'm not sure if you're aware, but we already fished all night and we got nothing. I'm not sure if you're aware that this is not the time to plant a church. I'm not sure if you're aware, Princeton is just a small place and who plants churches in a pandemic anyway? I'm not sure if you're aware, Jesus, I've been trying really hard to change my wife and she's still a bump on a log. I'm not sure if you're really aware, Jesus, but I have some financial issues right now. I'm not sure if you're really aware, Jesus, somebody betrayed me. And all this stuff when Jesus says, launch out and let down the net. And, he, and right away, he faces vision. His vision faces our apathy. Where does apathy come from? It's, someone has said it's that overarching, there's an overarching cause. It's usually pessimism about the future based on what happened in your past or, is what, or what's going on in your present. We can see this in Simon Peter's response. We toiled. He was drained. Many people are drained right now, drained with an incessant uh, onslaught of bad news, drained with financial pressures, drained with relational pressures, drained with so many things that they just say, I am tired, I've worked, and I don't have any more. And our weariness, we can overcome our willingness. It's been a tough slog for several months. But Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper or the right time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up, if we don't give into apathy, if we don't give into despair, if we don't give into our weariness. Has anyone felt like that they've been toiling? They've been working. 
Secondly, we saw that apathy is sometimes fed by delay. Delay. All night. I've been doing it all night. Do you know how long I've been praying for my son? How can I keep on praying? Do you know how long I've been hoping that this would shift? Do you know what? how long I've been, been praying for healing in that thing? Do you know the, what's gone on and it just seems like things are not moving forward? Maybe your finances have been wiped out. Your prayer hasn't been answered the way that you thought it would be. They weren't healed as you thought they would. You, you, so that you stopped reaching out, you stopped believing, you stopped content, contending for it. Your timing has been off. When hopes dream, this is in the Passion Translation, Proverbs 13 and 12. When hopes dream seems to drag on and on, the delay can be depressing. And I know some of you have been in a delay for some season. Some of you have been in a delay for literally years. Some of you have been in a delay where you're like, when's it going to shift? And it can easily lead to delay. Finally, disappointment. This is probably the greatest driver of apathy that there is. They caught nothing. That's why I hate going fishing. It should not be called, it, it's a good name, it's, it's definitely not called catching, because when I go, I rarely catch any. It's fishing. Oh, you just enjoy being out in nature. Not that much. <laughs> Getting up before dawn, driving, cold, wet, sitting in there, throwing out the line, nothing, throwing out the line, nothing, throwing out the line, nothing. No, I'm gonna go buy something at the grocery store, we're gonna cook it, and I'm gonna be warm. I'm not a fisherman. I've, never, I've tried to. I go with, if I go with you fishing, it's because I love you. <laughs> True. I do not love fishing. For all the fishermen out there, you're probably not watching because you're fishing, but never mind. <laughs> Sometimes when things have not worked out the way that you thought, disappointment can seep into our heart and it becomes discouragement and eventually apathy where you're living, but you're not living. You stop praying for someone. You withdraw from life-giving relationships because somebody overlooked you. You're, you're no longer generous because someone took advantage of you one time or you read about a pastor that stole the money or whatever it might be. But I love Peter's response. This is my reality. I've been, I am, uh, I am tired I have been delayed. I am disappointed. Nevertheless, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Where is, what is Jesus' word to you this morning? What is his word to you? He says, nevertheless, doubtless you have your own personal words about your own personal dreams, your own things that God has spoken to you, but I want to go up to a pivotal verse that I feel sums up God's word over everyone, that sums up the message of the gospel in Ephesians 2 and 10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Jesus or Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You have great purpose. Before you were born, God uh, set you apart for something. It was always in the mind of God that Nick and Sarah would come and show up in Surrey, B.C. at this time and this season. God's hand is on your life, wherever you are. If you're watching in Tabasco State in Mexico, if you're watching in the U.K., if you're watching in Princeton or Kelowna or you're in the room, where you are is where God's called you. You can't run from it. You've been trying to hide from it, but God is calling you to it. But the great theologian Chadwick Bozeman who just passed away uh, 
who played uh, uh, the king of Wakanda in Black Panda, the Black Panther, but also as a man of faith, he said this, purpose is the reason that you are on the planet at this particular time in history. Your very existence is wrapped up in the things you are here to fulfill. And we cannot find, we are, we are a people that are continually looking for something more, continually looking for this, continually hoping, hoping we'll find it here, hoping we'll find it there. But our very existence is wrapped up in the purpose we are called to fulfill. And that's what uh, Jesus is calling us to. Whoever you are, your call. God has a purpose in your life. Wherever you are, he has a purpose there. He does not have places that he's overlooked. He does not have places that he's walked away from. No matter where we are in dark places, he's still there in the middle of it all. Yeah, this season has been and has seen real human costs. And this is why I want to draw us to this right. Apathy cannot be our part. There has already been an uptick in divorces, and I read this uh, in the East Coast when they, they were a little ahead of us in coming out of it. The, the calls for a divorce lawyer, the guy said, I had to hire another staff person to answer the phone. He said, this, this is just off the charts. Divorces are going up. Domestic violence is up. Suicide attempts are up. Child abuse is up. Overdose deaths are four times in our province, four or five times worse than anything that COVID has done. And in all of that, alcohol and drug relapses, all the stuff is going on. And we're right here in the room, or maybe you're watching and you're thinking, well, that's not my reality. If it's not your reality, even more than ever, it's time to step out of apathy into the vision of God for your life. Because you have a purpose in God. And if you're a follower of Jesus uh, today, I am here to remind you. I am here to remind you that you are the answer to somebody's prayer. You are the answer to somebody's prayer. People are in the quietness, people who, of all the situations, crying out to God, saying, God, I need your help. God, I need you to come through. God, is, God never looks for a how before he looks for a who. God is always looking for somebody that will step into spaces and places that, his, that he is needed. He moves through people in this season. And apathy, where, G, where we say to Jesus, I toiled all night, I caught nothing, I'm tired, I've been delayed, I've been dis disappointed, I've got nothing. Ap apathy is when your pessimism from the past steals the power in your present and your vision for your future. But I, I think I'm in a space, in a place where I'm tired of getting stolen from. I'm tired of my life being less than what God has called it to be. I'm tired of existing and not living. And I'm here to bang on the door of some graves that you, some have retreated into where they are going to die along with their dream. I'm here to bat rattle the cage that some of you are held in, delay, because you're about to hear the starting pistol of God where he says, run in this season. But will you throw out your net again? I'm discouraged. I'm drained. I'm disappointed. Nevertheless, somebody say nevertheless. Nevertheless, nevertheless at your word, I'll let down my net. It's just a fancy way of said, saying, God, I, I need to believe again. I need, a, I need a fresh touch of your spirit. And it's not a super practical word in that sense, but it's an incredibly impacting if you will grab a hold of it. We see the mundane become the miraculous again. 
We need to see the mundane become the miraculous. We need to see anxiety turn into awe. We need to see worry turn into worship. We need to see less work and more worship. We need to see less Netflix and more New Testament. We need to see less selfishness and more selflessness. How do I see my hunger for God's future overcome the apathy in my present? Because I believe there are certain things that you can do. The rhythm of hunger over apathy. The rhythm of hunger over apathy. Apathy, this is the thing about apathy. It doesn't change because you wait for it to change. It gets worse. It gets worse. Hunger over apathy. Nevertheless, at your word, I'll let down the net. And when they, net, and when they let down the nets, they caught such a large number of fish, fish that their nets began to break. In other words, when they stepped out into what God had called them to do, God began to move in ways that he had always wanted to do. The rhythm of hunger. Matthew 5 and 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness or the right ways, for they will be filled. Jesus said in John 6, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. I don't know about you, but when I'm hungry and I go to the grocery store, I come back with a lot of things I don't need. When I'm, when I'm hungry at 8 o'clock at night, tell the truth, that bag of chips is calling my name from the corner. It's just saying, come. And don't, Craig, you need to take all. You need to take it all. But when I'm hungry, I, I find my, my action starts to move. We have a little granddaughter, and when she's hungry, she let you know because she starts to cry. And I think there needs to be something in us that says, God, let me not fill my hunger with something other than you. Because Jesus said, come to me, I'll fill you. Come to me, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with the thirst issue of your life. Come to me. The rhythms of hunger. How do you build a rhythm of hunger? First is release. Three R's. I don't know, I always do it like this, but they work today. Release the delay. Release the disappointment. Release the weariness. Because you can't grab a hold of what God has for you while you're still holding on what was. You can't step into what is and what's coming if you're looking back at what was lost. Release. God, I cast my care on you. I cast my disappointment on you. I release my, my frustration with delay. I release my spouse to you. I release all the things where you just say, I'm holding on to them, but they're frustrating me and they're causing me an apathy. I cast them on you. I cast them on you. Second R is repent. Repent just means when I'm missing the mark. I've been missing the mark. The bullseye of what God has for me, the, I'm missing the mark. What do I do? And sometimes we say, well, I'm not doing anything terribly bad. But the Bible doesn't let us get away with that. It says there's sins of commission and there's sins of omission. In other words, there's things that I should be doing that I'm not doing. I love this verse in Acts 3, 19 to 21. Repent, therefore, and turn again so that your sins may be blotted out. And we say, great. But here's what also happens. That times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Some of you are missing out on refreshing because you're missing out on repentance. You're asking God to change something, but you're not willing to change. You're not willing to say, God, I need to turn away from that, and I need to turn from you because there are times of refreshing from you. Finally, recall. Revelation 12 and 11 says, 
talking about the enemy is coming against people. And it says, they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. It's time to recall what God's done in the past. There's some things need to stay in the past, but there's things you need to remember about the past. Remember where you were brought from. Remember where God has provided for you. Remember where God had, had no reason to reach out and grab you out of the pit that you were in. Remember when you were being overwhelmed and you felt his presence. Remember when he provided for you. Remember when he watched out for you. Remember when he did what you could not do. Recall and remind yourself, my God is good. My God is on my side. I don't feel it right now, but he's coming through. Nevertheless, I'm going to throw out the net again. Nevertheless, I'm not going to stay in what the apathy and the disappointment and the delay. I am positioning myself right now to say, God, do what only you can do and do something deep and fresh in me. And as an aside, you know this here if you've been around Horizon. If it doesn't change, don't be afraid. In fact, I would challenge you to go see a pastor or a counselor and deal with some of the stuff because you might be battling depression. You might have some medical issues as well to deal with. Though. So we're not all spiritual in the sense of just dealing with that. We also need to deal with our mental health. We also need to deal with our physical health. That's as an aside. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, Jesus said. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. It's not about working harder. It's not about trying to fix it all. It's coming, releasing to Jesus, repenting to Jesus, and recalling what Jesus has done. Because what he's done in the past, he can do in your present, and he can set you up for your future. I invite you to stand to your feet. And even if you're watching at home or wherever, I want you to change your posture for a moment. I invite you to stand to your feet in the room as well. And, and we're going to uh, ask the question. We're going to ask the question. There's three questions here. What do I need to release? And I don't want these to be just a moment right now. We're going to take a moment right now. But I think that certain ones of those have hit different people differently. The problem of just I'm, I am worn right out. I'm depleted. Some that have felt the delay. Some have felt the disappointment. What do I need to release? Just close your eyes and just where, even, even wherever you are right now, close your eyes and, and just ask the Holy Spirit. We believe that the Holy Spirit speaks to us today. We believe that he, we can hear his voice today. And so in this moment, to take the time to just say, Lord, what do I need to release? Where do I need to repent? Just take a moment and release what needs to be released. Just quiet in the quietness of your own heart or wherever you are. You're not called to exist. You're called to live. You're not called to get by. You're called to make an impact. Nevertheless, it's been a hard season. Nevertheless, I've never felt more challenged. Nevertheless, been disappointed. Nevertheless, I felt scared at times. Nevertheless, felt overwhelmed at times. Nevertheless, 
At your word. At your word. At your word. Nevertheless. So Jesus, right now in the room, online, or on, de on demand, Lord, I pray in the strong name of Jesus, Lord, that you would do exceedingly abundantly above, above everything that we can ask, think, or even imagine. Thank you, God, that you're moving in our city. Thank you that you're moving in Princeton. Thank you that you're moving in Kelowna. Thank you that you're moving in the UK. Thank you that you're moving in Nigeria. Thank you that you're moving in Tabasco State. Thank you, God, that you're moving right now. That, Lord, that you would call us out. Call us out to our purpose. That our purpose, our purpose, our purpose. We say yes, Lord. Just give God, if, if, if you know you need to give God your yes afresh, just do that. Let's give you my yes afresh, Lord. Have your way. Nevertheless, Father, I thank you for our church family, Lord. Thank you that wherever, they're, wherever people are at right now, that you're doing a work, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I pray that in this season, Lord, in this next week, you would rip back the veil where we've been in deception and we think we're okay, Lord. Rip back the veil, any areas of deception, Lord Jesus, any areas of where we're not accurately seeing where are the area of our heart. Lord, that you would do something new and fresh within us. And Lord, that times of refreshing would come times of refreshing would come, that the wind of the Spirit would blow. Come, Holy Spirit, we need you. We need you, we need you, we need you. In the strong name of Jesus, amen and amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.